Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 188 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Hello, that strange noise <laughs> was Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello everybody. And hello from me, I'm Andy White. And uh, in today's show we're talking about Google+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, while on from the launch, um, over a year now, and yeah, I mean Google+, Plus is an interesting one. It's not been kind of the runaway success that I think... Um, some people predicted, but it's not been the huge, resounding failure. Didn't Mr. Google recently say Google Plus is the backbone of our, SE of our, of our social strategy or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, th there is no question at all that um, Google themselves are taking Google Plus very, very seriously. Now, the question is, is, is the rest of the world taking it quite as seriously as Google is? And I think the answer is probably no, but um, I, I think it's here to stay. And actually, I mean, personally, I'm getting very fond of it. Now, it's not replaced the way I use Facebook or the way I use mm. Twitter or the way I use LinkedIn, it's kind of supplemented it. And the way I'm using it, and everyone will be using it in a slightly different way, is it's really, really good for kind of content where I think a discussion is required. So now, I mean, I'm really lucky on Twitter that I've got quite a big following, um, but it's abysmal at dealing with kind of people conversing and responding to stuff, if you see what I mean. Yeah, well, when I heard uh, my mate Paul Colligan, the yeah, yes. name dropping there, yes. he's not really my mate, but I, I did sit next <laughs> to him once, um, briefly, a uh, lot of many, many years ago, in, in England, he was in England. Anyway, yeah, Paul Colligan, uh, I think he was saying a while ago that Google Plus is great for getting your social media content indexed very quickly. I suppose it would be, because it's Google, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's, I mean... You know, put very simply, that's a, you know, I think for most businesses, normally when kind of, you know, the classic advice, and you would have heard me say this thousands of times on the podcast, is, you know, when the question is, should I, should I go on Pinterest? Should I go on, you know, Quora? Should I go on Instagram? I have to say, well, slow down a bit. How many of your customers are doing it? And is it really worth the effort there? You know, and it's all about reach and audiences, the audience there. And Google Plus is growing, it's big, but it's not as big as Twitter or Facebook. So the logic of my usual argument is go where the punters are, is that in most cases, you probably should only be thinking about Google Plus if you're doing Twitter as good as you could, if you're doing Facebook as good as you could, if you're doing LinkedIn as good as you could, and you still have time to spare. That would be the normal logic. But actually, it's a bit different for Google Plus because with my SEO hat on, is it's already influencing the search results in quite a number of different ways. So First of all, as you say, it's going to be a great way for Google to find content real quick, right? So mm. if, if someone's added something to Google+, and Google aren't due to revisit that site until tomorrow to crawl it, they might see that as a signal to come and look, 
sooner. So that there's definitely that side of it as well. There's also kind of all kinds of patterns and trends of where Google are highlighting content that's shared on Google Plus within their search results. So that already that's kind of quite you know compelling that, that Google tend to somewhat nepotistically rank content on Google Plus. Perhaps a little you know see a status update on Twitter and a status update on Google Plus, it might be more likely that the one you did on Google Plus appears on a search term than one if it was done, um, you know, on Twitter. So that's kind of really important as well. But there's also kind of other things as well. So we've, there's kind of this idea of authorship. So that's the trend and pattern where Google are pulling in the photo and the bio, you know, a little bit of biography information about the author of a piece within the search results. And Google Plus is fundamental to that. So in order to get those pictures appearing, it's a little bit complicated and convoluted. But the simple version is, is you need to tell Google that you write for that site on your Google Plus profile. So you say on Google Plus, I write for the site visibility blog. I write for the e-consultancy blog. I write for the state of search blog. So I put that all on my Google Plus profile. And then on those pages, on my author profile page at state of search, e-consultancy, site visibility, I have to link back to my Google Plus profile. And if you've got the two-way connection there, mm. Google can understand that you are indeed the author of that piece and they can show your photo and your name beside the piece that's written there in the index. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's the short version of it. I mean, Google has had a profile for a while, hasn't it? So yeah. I guess that's just been sucked into Google yeah, Plus. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, and that's where I think actually it's going to get really interesting with Google Plus is because what they're doing is they're bringing in all these things that are in other you know, systems within to Google+. Plus. So you've already seen a bit like with Google local business listings. So now you don't have a Google local business listing, you have a Google Plus business listing. Mm. Um, and the same with the profiles and Picasso and YouTube. And it's all going to, you know, Blogger, it's all going to be pulled into this one central sort of ID and profile. So it's really interesting from that perspective. So yeah, definitely worth kind of investing the time in it to try and do well there as well. And plus as well, um, it's not really rolled out um that widely in the UK, but Google want to personalise people's search results. They want to personalise that based on your social connections. So you want people to be connected to you on Google+. So I think it's just generally worth doing as well. So just to kind of, I suppose, you know, my point of the the podcast today is to say, take Google+, very, very seriously. It's really, really important. And just some of the things that you ought to be doing now as a business, sort of like, I don't know, six things that um, to take away and do. First of all, make sure you've claimed your Google+, local listing. Um, so if you've got a Google local listing, make sure you've logged into it recently and connected it to your Google Plus one. Um, create a branded and sort of like well-optimized Google Plus business page, um, you know, and spend some time on that, you know, invest a good couple of hours in, you know, putting together the content, choosing mm. some good pictures, you know, that type of thing that you've got there as well, because you're going to need it as well. And begin to build the network around that. So kind of follow some clients, some key stakeholders, some competitors and, and all that type of thing, really. So you build a bit of a, a bit of a presence there. Even if you're not going to go full-blown big strategy on Google+, you've at least made a bit of a start there of showing people that you're present there on the system. And then a few simple things, really, as well. So, you know, if you've got a blog or if you're publishing content on your site, make sure you've got a Google Plus One button on those pages. Because if people do... You know, if your punters are using Google Plus and they share it on Google Plus, you know, we've got to believe that that's going to help you in um, terms of getting additional traffic from Google Plus, but also potentially from the search engine results as well. Because, you know, the logic goes that it's if there was an indicator that Google were using from social that content is, you know, this piece of content is better than that piece of content. 
the number of social shares on Google Plus is the most likely one they are to use mm. because they've got access to all the data there. So if you're publishing content, make sure you've got a Google Plus button on it. And finally, you know, on your site, make sure that you, you know, add a link to your Google Plus business profile on your website, in your email footers, in your newsletters. If you've got a page on your site where you link to your Twitter account, make sure you link to your Google Plus account as well. Because there might not be the absolute volume there that there is on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, but you want everyone who does use Google, every one of your customers or potential customers who do use Google Plus, you want to make it as easy as you possibly can for them to find you on that social network and follow you. And because it's potentially a little bit quieter, it's actually a lot easier to dominate than you know in your niche in your sector. You know there might be five or six really great business business profile pages on Facebook. There might be a dozen decent Twitter accounts in your sector. Um, to compete against those people, it's going to be hard. You might be better off dedicating some of that time that you would spend on kind of getting some attention in that noisy, noisy space into Google Plus, where there might be a smaller audience, but there's certainly less competition for attention. Good stuff, Mr. Kelvin Newman. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's a really interesting social site. I think it's potentially really, really important in the future. And I think it's just worth people reassessing if they might have initially dismissed Google Plus and giving it a second look. Can I ask you a, a question, yeah. Kelvin? It's completely unrelated to Google Plus, but I think it's worth discussing briefly yeah. at the end of this podcast. Yes, 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 yes. What do you think of the new um, iPhone, iOS, is it 6 or 7? Uh, well, iOS 6. Have you seen the maps? The, yeah, the maps. Because I, I, I got thinking about maps this year when we're talking about Google+. Yeah, Plus. I mean, so for people who aren't kind of familiar, the new operating system of Google+, um, Plus. sorry, I got confused by talking about Google+. Plus. So the new operating system, the iPhone, mm. has removed the default Google Maps and switched to Apple's own mapping software. Is this because Google was threatening to charge their API? <sighs> I mean, I, d- I don't know kind of all the political whys and wherefores of mm. why that decision was made. But there's certainly a growing tension between Google, Apple and Facebook and Amazon, you know, and there's all kind of like deals that were done and now longer, no longer being done and, and so on and so forth. There's, and there's been a huge amount of stick because those maps aren't as good as Google's. And, you know, I've not upgraded yet because I never upgrade to the first version of any Apple um, iPhone software. I always wait for, you know, 6.1 or 5.1 rather than 5.0. Mm, sure. um, and... And I've got to say, if the maps are worse than Google Maps, that's got to be pretty good. Well, Google Maps themselves are, you see the way, on occasion, a little bit flaky. The way I see it is the maps at the moment yeah. are a lot worse than Google. This is just a yeah. normal map view. Yeah. I think they will get better quite rapidly. Yeah. But boy, have you seen the 3D? No, I, I, well, it, I've seen some screenshots. But yeah. it, it's freaky. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it will just blow your mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think with all of these things, it's just kind of... But it's interesting, though, right? So, like, marketing angle to this... You've spent all this attention on trying to get your Google local listing absolutely nailed, right? So you appear on Google Maps when people search offline and online on their mobile. Well, they're always online on the Maps. If they're searching on desktop, on laptop, on their mobile phone. Now, Apple iPhone, you know, the most widely used smartphone of any, you know, individual smartphone out there. And now all of those are going to switch over to a new map operating system. How well optimizes your business presence on that site? So if someone searches for you know, pubs in Shoreditch in London, you know, how well is your presence appearing on those those sites? If you've been paying attention on Google Maps, um, you know, are you appearing? So you, 
realistically you ought to be you know you ought to know on apple's maps that they're using on the iphone how well you appear what does your listing look like um is it in the wrong location so people who search for your name turn up at the wrong address well, like bradford in scotland I mean, well, apparently it's that bad in, uh, we've got some places completely yeah well, i mean i, I mean i think it's probably more the smaller ones that are going to be the issue so it's like okay i'm looking for um costa coffee on mm. oxford street mm. and it takes me you know to the wrong place on oxford street and i go oh well that's annoying um there's a Starbucks just there. I'll go in there instead. It's those types of decisions yeah. that I think where potentially you just got to be aware. Um, and it's early days yet. It's still kind of like only a few weeks that's been out, um, but worth looking into and exploring. Anyway, yeah, just had to ask about the maps. Okay, so do you know what we're talking about next time? Um, we're going to be talking what's well, sort of like a two-parter episode, talking about you know some behavioural economics ideas um, and kind of like mind tricks. So the title will be Mind Tricks Part One and Mind Tricks Part Two. A bit like the one we did a few episodes ago, yes, but yes, slightly yeah. different. Yes, yeah, so in the, yeah, the one we did about three or four episodes ago was kind of about some particular examples of brands who are using like, mm. three of the most common trends. Um, in this next episode, I'm going to be not giving the examples, but just some general ideas about them. Looking forward to that. So that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time on Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility. Goodbye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 